The big tip off here is whether you know what the Hawkeye State is. Good luck. From Bremerton, Washington, this is the Story Night Podcast. We tell stories here. Coming to you from the Manette Saloon, it's quiz night, and so I thought I'd record an intro from a live event in the place where Story Night started, uh, in front of the guy who helped start Story Night, Josh Farley, reporter for the Kitsap Sun, and host of Quiz Night. We are at the Manette Saloon, I think I mentioned that earlier, which... Uh, if we were to call it what, what it really is, it's the ancestral homeland of Story Night. We did our first three Story Night events here. And so uh, I'm keeping score for the Quiz Night event. Uh, some of our storytellers are here as well. One of our storytellers who is here is actually going to be our storyteller for this podcast. It's Kim Weaver. This is podcast episode number 85 for those of you scoring at home. That's not helping the working class of this country. According to the Seattle Times, the city of Seattle topped the nation for the third straight year in having the most of these that are actually transforming the city. Chicago came in with 40, LA with 36, and Seattle had 65. One more time, the city of Seattle again topped the nation for the third straight year, having the most of these actively transforming the city. Seattle has 65. Chicago came in second, fittingly, as the second city, with 40. And LA third with 36. Everybody got it? Good luck. So the story we're going to hear tonight, as I said before, is from Kim Weaver. She's one of our regular storytellers for the past year, year and a half. Uh, this took place on July 5th, 2018, the most recent story night as of this recording. And it, the theme that night was winning. We actually gave out a trophy. Uh, last week, you got to hear the winning story from that event. This one comes from uh, one of the ones who did not win, but who did very well. So, without me really mangling this impromptu introduction anymore, why don't we go right into the story. Here's Kim. So, sometimes when life just seems like loss after loss, it can be really important to remember really big wins from the past. So, that's what my story is about tonight. Ten years ago right now, I was volunteering in the Peace Corps, teaching in Ghana. The Akan people in Ghana, that's the largest ethnic group there, they have a word for people who look like they are not from there, and that word is Obruni. And if you look like you're not from Ghana, which I do not look like I am from Ghana, just to be clear, um, everyone in Ghana calls you that all the time, really loudly, every day, everywhere you go. People yell it from passing cars, Obruni! Small children form packs and stalk you through the streets. And they chant, Oh, Bruni, how are you? I am fine. Thank you. <laughs> Shopkeepers call from their stalls, Oh, Bruni, come, you buy something for me. And uh, my least favorite, strangers will come up to you and say, Oh, Bruni, you are my wife. <laughs> 
often while doing something charming like grabbing you by the wrist or uh, pinching your arm fat. Yeah. And the word itself, it doesn't mean anything derogatory or threatening. It, it literally translates as from over the horizon. It's kind of romantic sounding, but at the end of the day, like if someone is screaming the same word at you over and over, I mean, they could be screaming grilled cheese sandwich and it would still be really annoying. The only place that I was safe from this Obruni chorus was in the village where I lived, and that was because it was a really, really small village. Its only reason for existence was the boarding school where I was a teacher, and everybody in the village really quickly learned my actual name, and they also learned that I wouldn't greet them if they called me Obruni. Um, and so, you know, I'd be going through the village, and that would mean that I, I did have to stop and greet everyone who called me, Madame, good morning, or even better, Miss Kim, good morning, and then I would stop and greet them. But it was totally worth it to free myself from the Obruni uh, Brigade. So about a year into my service, there was a really important um, geopolitical event, let's say. Um, the 2008 presidential election was coming up. And some Peace Corps volunteers were planning to get together at the Peace Corps office because we had a satellite radio there and we could listen to NPR. And, you know, every time I had to leave my village, I, I would just ask myself, like, is it worth it? Like, do I really need food this week enough to travel to the market town and get food? Do I really need to go to the Peace Corps office and get my malaria medication? <laughs> Um, and oftentimes the answer was no, and I just like lived on cans of baked beans. Um, but this time, I really felt that it was important to you know, be there with my Peace Corps colleagues and maybe witness a really historic win. So you know, I strapped on my you know, O'Bruni shield and my mean face and you know, traveled the two hours to the Peace Corps office. You know, you walk, you take a taxi, then you take a van full of goats, and then you take another taxi, and then you take another... You know, it, it's this whole big thing, and meanwhile, everyone is shouting at you, Oh, Bruni, oh, Bruni, you're my friend, you're my wife. Um, and so I get to the Peace Corps office, and it's like, okay, I'm here. And so, you know, about 10 or, uh, 10 or 12 Peace Corps volunteers were there. There were a couple of, like, boxes of champagne. I didn't even know that champagne came in boxes, but... As it was, I'm not sure if you all remember, but in 2008, Barack Obama won his first term as president. And um, just in case there was any doubt in your mind, the Peace Corps office was pretty happy about that in general. It was a, it was a pretty happy place, and we drank champagne from a box. And um, we got to hear uh, both the concession speech, and we got to see um, the acceptance speech. It was broadcast live on TV in Ghana, uh, which was pretty cool. But, you know, then the morning came, and I'm like, okay, I got I to gotta get back to my village. I got to teach later today. So it's like 5 in the morning, and I'm leaving the Peace Corps office, and I'm, like, really emotional from being up all night, plus there's the champagne, and now I have to face the, you know, O'Bruni yelling people. So I'm walking down to the bus stop, and something really weird happened. This guy was walking towards me, and he opens his mouth to yell at me, and he goes, Obama! <laughs> and I was like... Yeah, Obama! And I think I even said, woohoo! And I was like, okay, you know, that was really cool. And I'm like waiting out by the road, by the bus stop, and like cars are going by and they're honking and they're like, Obama, Obama! And I'm like, yes, Obama! I'm like fist pumping. I'm like, this is so awesome. And it wasn't a fluke. My whole trip home, every single person, the bus door opens, I get on, and like people are high fiving me. 
everybody's yelling Obama. And I was like so overwhelmed. I was like almost crying. And, you know, it, it was really something because I was five time zones away from the east coast of the U.S. And Kenya and Ghana are 4,000 miles apart. But the election of an African-American man of Kenyan descent is what it took for this white American woman to finally feel at home in Africa. Thank you. Thank you, Kim, for sharing your story. I know that we all feel like winners because you are so willing to get up on stage and add to the community here in Kitsap County, specifically Bremerton, the Cloverleaf Sports Bar and Grill. Back, uh, Story Night is a partnership, Story Night events anyway, are a partnership between Story Night and the Kitsap Regional Library. We hold our events the first Thursday of every month at the Cloverleaf Sports Bar and Grill. They start at 7 o'clock, unless the NFL gets in the way, and as far as I can tell, we're good to go for the next year or so. If you have any questions about Story Night, you can go to the Story Night page on Facebook or go to Twitter at Story Night Wah. Our exit song this time is going to be Sam and Dave's Hold On, I'm Coming. Thank you for listening. We look forward to hearing your story. I don't think this one's got the distance.